0: Work hard, study hard, play hard. That was a mantra, a repeated statement I heard so much growing up, and I began to believe it and, and focused all my efforts on making sure I was one of the hardest workers I ever knew. And then, in my like partway into my career, I realized that hard work was actually what was holding me back from being successful. Welcome to the show, Masters of Energy. Super excited to have you here for the first podcast. I'm going over hard work. Let's go and get started. So hard work. Um, Everybody's favorite topic is talking about working on a Monday, right? Um, I I, really thought about this this topic and why I want to talk about it because I think there are, are a lot of people out there that work so hard in life um, and, but just don't get the fruits of their labor. Uh, maybe, maybe you're listening. You're one of those people that everything just comes naturally to you and you don't have to work hard for it. Um, kudos to you. I'm glad you're one of those people, but I think, uh, especially in our society, um, in America specifically, we, we value hard work so much. And I think there is a ton of like value that we can get from hard work and there, there, it's an important virtue, but I also think that it's not the end all or be all and that, Sometimes like myself personally, I focused so hard on it. I was missing out not only on life, but actually it was distracting or detracting from my success. Um, I'm not necessarily going to talk about how like, you know, people in Europe take on vacations and how it's a better lifestyle. Um, I really want to focus on today, you know, like is hard work the end-all be-all? Or is there something else in that recipe to success that can actually help propel our career? Like propel our careers or or just make us better off, whether that's financially, emotionally, physically, mentally, that doesn't just necessarily mean we have to work hard. Uh, The the best way I can illustrate this is through a story. Uh, When I was in high school, I was a very hardworking kid because I grew up in a small little farming community, and for farmers, hard work is like the most important virtue to have. If you don't work hard, then your crops aren't going to grow. And, and and farming is such a time-sensitive activity. You know, when, when crops need watered, you got to get out there and water them or they're going to die. When it's time to harvest, like that, that grain is only harvestable within a certain time window. And if you're not out there, you know, cutting hay or alfalfa or, or picking potatoes or whatever you're doing during that, that short window, like your crop's not going to be Profitable, and you're not going to make as much money, and you're not going to be able to make it through the winter. And so, because of that, I was in that culture and and working hard. And I wasn't necessarily a farmer, but because that was the prevailing virtue that they pushed, that was what I wanted to do. So, I wasn't necessarily in the field picking potatoes, right? But I was out in school doing everything I could to get good grades or in sports or whatever, like, gave it my all. And uh, when I was in eighth grade, Remember, I was kind of scared of going to go into high school because I was in that awkward, like, teenage stage. I didn't really know where I fit. And I had this older senior girl that was talking to my mom. And she probably saw that I was a really awkward kid or whatever. And she goes, you know, if you join ballroom, girls will really like you. And I thought, oh, cool. That's, like, my ticket. If I join the ballroom team, like, I'll be popular in high school. Now, like, a lot of you are probably laughing right now because your school probably didn't offer a ballroom team or ballroom class. Um, but if you, if they did, they're probably like the nerdy, weird kids for some reason where I went to school and you can like ask any of my peers, the ballroom team was where a lot of the cool kids ended up like the kids that did sports or the kids that did like student body. Like we did ballroom. It was like the cool kids group for some, whatever weird reason. Maybe we were just that uncool where I went to school. that ballroom was actually cool. I don't know. But anyway, I, I, by some miracle made the team and uh, learned a lot those first couple of years. And then going into my junior year, the coach decided to do a competition team. So before we had just done a show team that did like local, local performances or whatever. But she said, you know, we're going to do a competition team. We're going to travel these regional and national competitions and try to win championships. And I thought, dang, like that, like really like, came, lighted up my competitive side. And like, that'll be really cool. So I tried out for the team and I didn't make it. And I was so frustrated at that time because there were other people, they're dancers, right? I, I use that word selectively. Um, that were like on the basketball or football team that maybe weren't as dedicated to dancing or, or maybe even weren't as good at dancers, but they made the team. And I was like, so like, I couldn't understand like, there's that, that massive injustice. And so I remember going to the coach and be like, what's up with this? Like, why can't I be on the competition team? I really want there. and I think I have earned a right. And she gave some answer. I don't even remember what it was, but I I asked, well, can I at least practice with the competition team or, or work as a backup? And she said, yeah, like actually you could do that if you wanted to. And so just like a sports, like if you were on, let's say you're on a sports team, you're on two different teams and, and going to all their practices, all their rehearsals or whatever. Like I did that for two different teams. And I had to put in the like double the effort but it like she actually did let me come to the practices i did learn the routines and since a lot of the other like our other teammates our other dancers were on other had other commitments i was able to dance a lot of the performances locally or, or whatever throughout the year and actually the the time that we did the regional competitions came up were was like around basketball season so i ended up dancing in most of the regional competitions as well and i thought okay I've, I've shown my dedication. I'm on all the practices. I've done all the, the routines. I know them perfectly. And I'm, um, I've competed with the, in the regional competitions and we've done really well. Like I'm going to be in the, in the line of the starting lineup for, for nationals. Right. And it turns out I wasn't. Um, and I was like, again, the emotional and mental, like frustration was there. And, uh, but some, like, like some miracle, the night before, one of the other teammates missed a practice or, or something. And she said, Okay, Cody, like you, you got your spot, like you get to go and uh, dance at nationals, a national competition. Uh, we actually won the national competition. That was like really cool. I think looking back, it was probably a bad thing that I got put on that, that position because what, what I learned back then was hey, if I work really, 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 really hard and dedicate like a ton of time and energy to this thing, it pays off. And uh, that like that episode or that time in my life really emphasized hard hard work because it actually produced results that were desirable. And so I kept going through life just focused on working really, really really, really hard. And uh, to this day, there's not very many people that can outwork me, but what I realized like that eventually, well I, this, this is takes the next the next stage or like the next episode was I got into sales and that, that work hard ethic, like started paying off, um, at first and I'd get a ton of sales and I'd get on the leaderboards and, and get all the praises. And, but then I realized that even though I was working really hard and was getting a lot of sales, there were other people that were getting ahead before me, even though their sales weren't as good. And I was like, really shocked. Cause it reminded me back of ballroom. I was like, well, what's going on? Like, there are people that aren't working as hard as me, but they're getting ahead or getting promoted or getting other privileges that I'm not getting like, what's up here. And, uh, it actually made me reflect back on ballroom a lot. And looking back now with a lot of hindsight, I realized what the coach did was actually really smart. Instead of just giving spots to the best dancers, she understood that, you know, she had to recruit other people to dance. And also there was like other factors in play in, in making a good dance team, not just the having the best dancer, specifically in high school, her, her pool was very limited. And so if she could get the captain of the basketball team that joined the ballroom and he really liked it and felt like he was successful at that, like that grew the prestige of the whole ballroom company and it was much easier to recruit and bring in other dancers, you know? So even though for me, I may have been a, a better dancer not the best dancer, but I didn't bring that network or that prestige along, I didn't bring value. And so what I started seeing in sales is these people actually brought networks with them. And so even though they weren't as hardworking because they brought a network that brought more value than I brought myself. And I was like, Oh shoot. Like I'm into my twenties into my career. And this whole networking thing was a total blind spot to me. Like I had no clue where to even start. And, uh, what happened what I actually ended up getting a mentor that was like amazing at this and uh he like he opened my eyes to why hard work doesn't necessarily pay, like pay off so to, to transition here to to redress a lot of people that work so hard working hard can only take you so far it only took me so far and I had to learn these additional skills. Um, I started to like, and this started. I started to see other people that were like, not necessarily hard workers, but they're really, really good networkers, and they were getting ahead in life. And I thought, whoa, how do I learn this skill? So I started observing them. This mentor I, spe- I just mentioned specifically, like I asked him what he would do, and like learned how this networking just pays off, and uh, it was it was really cool. So I, like this, he, he would just have this notebook and. In the notebook, he would go over. He had all these people, their contact information, a little bit information about them, a little memo on them, and every week or so, he would just contact two or three people and just go through the list and just catch up on about them, catch up about them, and show those people that he cared. I think you know, there, there's an alternative reason of just you know, eventually, if I have a big network, that network's gonna serve me. But there's also just, I think this this per I know this person just generally cares about people and and wants to be successful, whether that benefits him personally or not. And uh, people feel that and they want to work for that, that individual. And it was like really cool to see that. And I realized, okay, wow. So if I just like reach out and contact people and let them know I care, that's like the first step of networking. <laughs> um, obviously, there's more to it than that. Uh, but the, the the second part of the equation of success, like I started to learn more. So hard work is is one part of equation of success. But like bringing a network that has value is a huge part of success and there's some people that just do that and are very successful um, because they have the only like going back to the farming thing like back in the day when you had a sickle or a scythe you could only cut down so much grain in a day and we use technology invented technology and utilize technology to do farming on a massive scale right nowadays we have combines and tractors that do eight hundreds of acres or not probably hundreds of acres of work in a day just because we can utilize that the network's the same thing like you can only work so much so hard yourself you can only do so many sales you can only type so much code you can only answer so many phone calls yourself um but if you have a network of people that you work with that synergy can grow and so in terms of for me what i've learned is there's two types of of networking or, or synergy right so the first is just your power base so grant cardone and his book and this is where i learned a lot of this about in his book seller be sold talks about building your power base and that's just your network individuals that you help each other it, or maybe you don't help each other maybe one helps the other it's just people you know and, and are contacted with a like all, personal and professional network that just works for you and you work for them and it that like you contact those people and keep in touch with them. Like there's times when you just need something or something comes up and someone's more than willing to help you with it. There's times when someone else needs something, you're more than willing to help with them. It could be as such as a little thing or a a little thing is helping them with a, a question they have about work or like, it could be as big as like giving an intro into a job. There's so many ways I've, I've seen that network help me and help others. It's just worth doing that. And an easy way to do it is just reaching out to people consistently over time and, show, and actually really caring about people's success, whether that benefits you or not. Um, the second way is through growing others and helping replicate your efforts through them. I, I've learned, especially in sales, that if, you, if, I have a good, if I have a skill and I can do it well, that's important. It's only as important as my ability to inculcate that or educate someone else in that, uh, that skill or ability and so that like not only is growing your network important but also helping others learn skills and help them apply that is hugely important to growth and duplication and and helping a network grow and so like, I, I so wish I would have learned those things earlier in my life. And that's one of the reasons I'm talking about this is, is there's, there's your hard work, your, your, your hard workers out there that are listening to this, you guys that just like put your head down and just grind through anything. Like that's an important skill. And I like, I honor and value that so much because that's, that's who I am. Right. But there's also this other skill, and the, and the networkers out there, you like you true leaders out there. You're probably laughing at me, like, oh man, I can't believe you didn't get this years ago. It would make life so much easier, and I, I laugh at myself. Um, but there's this other skill of just like networking and helping others in this like web and interconnection of of humans that we're so good at. Humans are such social creatures, and we're so willing and so able to help other people that if we just do that, like literally just ask, we will receive help. So that's, that wraps up the first week podcast. Hope that brought some value to, to you. We'll see you next week on another topic, probably random, who knows what we'll see, but keep working out there and keep crushing it. We'll talk to you all later.